Hi, this is Jeff Cross, a 15-year Division I women's basketball official from Illinois. Thanks for listening to the Crown Rest Podcast. Episode number 78 is Game Notes with Lance Fuller Jr., a six-year official from El Dorado, Kansas. This is Lance's IPR follow-up where they discuss being the authority for the game, increasing your pain tolerance, keeping things simple, and much more. We hope you get a ton of value out of these game notes. As always, feel free to reach out with any questions. Serve the game. You are listening to the Crown Rest Podcast, the audio experience for basketball official officials. Serve the game. Yeah, man. So I really appreciate, you know, working with you. Just kind of wanted to get your first take after you reviewed the report. What do you think? Oh, I mean, it's insightful. Um, I, it's one of those things I've never had anybody, I guess, critique me in that sense, like at least through film. Uh, obviously, you get, you know, feedback at clinics or, you know, might send some plays to different officials. But to have, you know, your film actually viewed by somebody else that, you know, especially somebody that has no idea who you are, you know, and just going to watch it. And I, I mean, it's, like I said, it's insightful and, you know, it gives you a different perspective. So um, any way to try to improve. So, yeah. So just some of the positives, like off top, you obviously have a great look, great shape. You know, you run really well, you're, you're fit. So that's a really big, you know, pillar of strength for you right, right away. You know, it's a great foundation to, to build on. That's something, you, you know, you can't teach. You could work towards it. But, yeah. you know, not everybody has it. So that's definitely a leg up for you, which in tune allows you to cover the court really well. Thought your positioning was spot on. I had no issues with with you being out of position at all. Um, you look, you know, you look confident and you have a really good court presence. Also, some some really sharp signaling and mechanics I saw throughout the, the game. And you look like a player. Did you play? I tried. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, mean, I was not a good player, but, you know, I've always liked playing basketball. I just wasn't that talented and it wasn't my primary sport. So it wasn't something I spent the extra time on, but I enjoyed playing. Gotcha. It looks like, yeah, because I put in one of my notes, it looks like you were a player. Cause one time you looked like you wanted to lock up the other team. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that, that stood out where I'm like, all right, maybe that's, we could tone that down. I don't know if you were handing sure. the ball or it's just kind of like the way you approached them. It was mm-hmm. just—it was a little too jumpy and antsy. I don't know. Communication and game management. I thought there was, you know, one or two plays where I was looking for a little bit more of a voice, a little bit more of authority. So we'll talk about that when we when we get to that timestamp. Um, a couple of your signals. Now, normally I'm I'm telling guys and girls to strengthen their signals. So this yeah. is a rare case where I'm telling you there was some points in the game where you're presenting like way too strong of a signal for that call. It like okay. just doesn't fit the call, you know? Sure. So, you know, I want you to be as sharp. I want you to be on a 10, but you don't need to be on a 15 because then gotcha. it becomes just too much. Does that make sense? Yes. No. in the play calling, you know, I'm not at the game. You have the angles plays are right in front of you. And as you know, on film, we can't see all the points of contact. So a couple of plays where I said, you know, is that enough contact? So basically, I, I want you to increase your pain tolerance. Absolutely. Which is the, which is the ability um, to no call incidental contact. Yeah. You know, I liken it. I liken it to a boxer in the ring who 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 needs to have a tough chin or he's going to get knocked out. Us as refs, if we have a soft chin out there, 
we're going to be biting on everything out there. I like that. Everything that looks messy. So uh, yeah. just something to keep in mind. Um, I want to go through these notes here. So eight seconds. Um, your toss was a very high toss. Yeah. I would probably, if I was the trailer, see that I'd probably blow the whistle and redo it there. What'd you think? No, it was way too high. And one of my partners did say he was going to, and he, he used the excuse of his lanyard and whistle got caught. I think, think he just didn't think of it in time. would be my guess. I've had a, I think I got the yips with the tosses. And so <clears throat> I was super nervous about that for like a week. I knew it, knowing that I'm the R and I'm getting the toss. So I'm, I'm slowly working, you know, getting my mental aspect. That's kind of what it is, honestly. I mean, I've had tosses. As, you know, one of my first tosses in a college game was, I mean, great. I mean, I don't know. I just, recent last year and a half, I've just had an issue. I just can't toss for some reason. All right. Well, let me just try to alleviate, alleviate any kind of fear. It's the least most important part of the game. Yeah. It's, it happens once a game in high school and college, you know, and if you get it wrong, we get to redo it. So, yeah. There's no reason that you should be stressing for a week. Maybe it was the overall fact that you were the R and that came with more responsibilities. But don't go out there yeah. thinking about the jump ball. If, for if sure. you don't get it right, we'll just redo it. Yeah. So just focus on 10 feet. You know, if, if you want to practice, just just throw it up right by a rim. Yeah. And I've never considered that. I, I actually like that idea. I've never, I guess, been told kind of how high. I mean, you obviously want the guys to jump, but that 10 feet mark, I think, uh, actually kind of racking that in my head kind of really actually helped. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of actually trying to uh, go practice that a couple times. So good. One, 120, I think you could have a stronger chop by extending your fist outward eye level. You did mm -hmm. it a couple times throughout the game where the chop was excellent. I just thought at 120, maybe it was my yeah. angle, but you could pop it out a little bit more. 225, okay. really good timeout mechanics and dead ball officiating. Remember, when we call a timeout, our first job is to step in between the players as they're crossing, so you are all over that. There's no need to rush to the table the administration of a timeout. We have to manage mm -hmm. the game first, make sure everybody's safe. Then once we do that, go handle our business. So that was, that was really strong. 322, really smooth lefty count. I'm really big on being ambidextrous. We should be just as good with our left as we are with our right. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. You know, we should we should just be equally as strong. 50 50. Yeah. Don't have a weak side. Just like a baseball player being a switch hitter. 6 yeah. 10. You have a really athletic jog moving up the court in trail. Looks just looks excellent. Just looks excellent. Keep that. You know, it's something really simple. You were going from old lead to new trail. And, you know, there was nothing even notable about the play. But besides your run looks excellent. 6 40. Looks like a good shooting foul based on the contact and the flight of flight of the ball because I think he shot an air ball. Sometimes yeah. with those jump shots, if we wait an extra second, if we're not sure where the contact was, just look at the flight of the ball. Yeah. That's kind of like a cheat code sometimes, especially yeah. when, a, when a jump shooter shoots an air ball and you know that the shot wasn't blocked. Yes, for sure. Got to be a foul. I put out a post yesterday as part of the um, – content pack that I just put out and one of them uh -huh. was, was just talking about that late adjustment on pull-up jump shots mm -hmm. you know, sometimes out on the perimeter we don't know where the point guard is going he <coughs> makes a sudden move one way and then we have to adjust kind of as he's in the air yeah notice a lot of NBA refs they're doing that every time so that's something we want to do there I thought you were like a step or two behind sometimes mm -hmm. it catches us off guard and we just can't can't adjust that's why um you know these plays are hard trying to find an open look every time yeah 
And I always get caught in between. It's kind of when, I mean, that's my biggest thing is kind of getting, obviously sometimes I'm just not, I'm not there quick enough. And then other times it's okay. You know, do I do it here type of deal? So. 1040, you were fixing a wet spot on the court. I was just curious. Did you blow the whistle and stop the game? Um, I don't believe so. I think I, in my head, thinking I could just quickly just check and then um, uh, kind of g- continue play. I'm pretty sure I did not blow my whistle there. Okay, so just that part just needs to be a little more efficient and simply okay. done with the whistle. Because gotcha. I don't. Did the inbounder still have the ball when you were wiping it up? Yeah, he had picked it okay. up for me. Um, yeah, I did not blow my whistle there. So okay. I mean, I that's mean, something. Yeah, it's something simple and basic. But, but yeah. Just make it official if we have to step in and stop the game with water or something on the court. Uh, 11.30, excellent push signal at the table. That's as sharp as you can get. Keep that. Keep it just like that, you know? Uh, Let's see. 27.25, I had this highlighted. This was an F1. So let's make it a pregame guideline that you're going to send the the teams to the bench when we discuss possible F1, F2 plays. That should be like a mechanic. That's automatic. All three officials, as soon as we have sure. this play, got we got to get them away. Yeah. Because what, what ends up happening is now we have three officials that are discussing the play right at the top of the key. And you got about eight players that are hovering, you know, bugging you, wanting information, and also distracting you from doing your job. Yeah. You know, so anytime we need to take an extra minute to discuss what we have, the players can get away. And also yeah, it's absolutely. good to have, you know, give them time and space away from each other. It allows the coach to coach them and calm them down and get them focused and then allows us to, to get the play right. Yeah. You agree? Yes, absolutely. And I, okay. I, I think initially it was one of those, I mean, he knew what he had right away, but just kind of wanted to confirm. So I guess in the, in the process, you know, we're thinking it's going to be quick, you know, and then, but at the same time, it, I mean, you got a good point i mean it should be something that's why we got even got that possibility let's go ahead and separate them and then we can talk and then hash it out and go on so yeah and that's a way for you to directly run the game there where you're just vocalizing to both teams you know respectfully but also using authority gentlemen yeah. i need you at your bench please go to your bench just using your hands too to get them away yeah uh 29 25 take a look at the uh, where we spotted the ball did you think we yeah, the correct. we know. Uh, well, in the moment, I think it was one of those things that we because we talked about that at halftime. And I want to say we even kind of touched on it again at the end of the game. And I think we had got confused because I think that's one of those new kind of I don't know if it's a new rule, but it, I feel like it was a new piece to the rule book this year of where we in, uh, inbounds on those. And I've, I think it was just a confusing. Uh, we just got confused, to be honest, um, okay. and kind of had a lapse in our what we're supposed to do here. Um, but after we did that, I was like, ah, yeah, I think we inbounded it in the wrong spot. That's something only us refs usually pick up. Yeah. Um, number, uh, let's see, 30, 30, great three point signal and make your, your three point mechanics look good from the, uh, the attempt signal to the make. Keep that. Yeah. Okay. 
Just want to take a quick break from the podcast to tell you about our new IPR service, which is the Individual Performance Report, one of the industry's first film review services. We break your game down into seven parts. You are now hearing the game notes section where we did a full timestamp review on some notable plays and loaded it with some instructional comments and questions. So hope you enjoy. Hit us up if you have any questions about the IPR. You can email me at crownrefs at gmail.com or hit us up on social. Now, back to the podcast. 34, you're looking real smooth out there when the ball uh, <laughs> is rolling to your foot and you have a nice yeah. little self-kick to your hand and then a yep. beautiful fancy spin pass. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and, and I wrote, my comment was, that's definitely men's league approved. Like, I do stuff like that in men's league, but in sure. a college setting, it just kind of looks a little showboaty. Sure. Yeah. 38-27, uh, did you need a whistle here? looked like incidental contact with the left right. hand with no effect on the shot. Also, you reported a hand check on a shooting foul. Mm-hmm. I, would in, I would insert a push or a bump. Okay. Yeah, and I think I wrote on here because I went through, obviously, these spots. And, yeah, I think in the moment, I was like, you know, I know what he's doing, trying to do, you know, and I guess I go back to I had a camp setting a couple years ago where – guy shoots a corner three and the guy that's coming to contest gives him a little poke in the stomach and you know and then i didn't you know didn't have a whistle there clinician at the you know at the next break or whatever pointed that out and so i've you know there's times that i've called that and there's times that i don't and just talk to the kid hey don't touch the shooter you know and i it's minor you know and it it, like you said didn't affect the shot you know in the moment i you know i shouldn't have called it i mean especially seeing it on film it's like eh, let's let's stay away from there's no reason to you know, come get that. 57.05, the C on the second shot of a free throw mm-hmm. compromised his positioning by uh, about 30 feet to go give an explanation to the coach. Yep. I, I generally don't like having to cross half court on a free throw to go talk to a coach. It just feels like I'm, I'm covering too much distance. I'll do yeah. it maybe on the first shot of a free throw, mm-hmm. but definitely not on the second shot because now we're just out of position and it's because of the coach. Yeah. All right, what else we got? You have any questions so far? Um, uh, I think you said at fifty-one forty-four. I couldn't tell if because it says super sharp three-point make signal with run, and I don't. I couldn't tell if that was saying like everything was good or I need to continue that like a few running steps. I couldn't. I wasn't sure on. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think I think it was the combination of the three-point make while you were still kind of sliding okay. up the court that I think looks really fluid. So keep okay. that. Okay. Yeah, I like, um, I like once the shot goes in on a three-pointer, I put my hands up and then I kind of do a slide for one to two seconds with my arms up. Mm-hmm. That's just my style. So yeah. and you had a similar one when you were there. So that looked really good. And I want to point out what you just should just keep and not worry about. Okay. I just want to clarify that. I thought that's what you meant. I wasn't for sure. So Okay. 102.17, after watching the film, do you think, you should have called this foul. Uh, that's one underneath, right? Um, no, and I think I think it's a one. Uh, oh, the legal screen, right? I think is what yeah, I had. You called it from lead. Yes. Did you like it? No. In, in the moment, I did because I thought the gray player was still trying to slide and lean. Um, and I think, obviously, after seeing film, it's like I don't think he – I don't think he was doing it – 
we'll just say enough. I mean, I think he, I don't think he actually is truly sliding, I guess you, I should say. Um, I don't necessarily did not like it after seeing it a couple times on film. Okay. The the point of this play that but I have then, with the most is not necessarily the call. Is, sure. Um, is you kind he kind of ran up on you as you're running as you're yeah, trying to report. That's right. Did did you feel it at the time or were you I, you were ignoring it? I did, and I can't remember if I said something if I was trying to explain it at the same time. But I think I should have said stop. Let me you know whether I you know hey I'm gonna let me report and I'll come talk to you. I should have just verbalized better of what I was gonna layer. I got to report this and then I'll come explain it to you. Um, I think I was trying to explain it and still continue to go report instead of you know just say hey man. Give me a minute. Let me go report, and I'll, you know, I'll clarify it for you. Because that's all I think we, he was trying to do. He obviously he was trying to explain to me kind of what he had, and like I said, I should have just verbalized what I was. You know, I'm going to go report, and then I'll get right back to you. And just know, like watching on film, I don't hear what he's saying to you. I don't hear sure. how he's saying it. I'm just watching his, his arms and his body movement, and it looks demonstrative, and it looks like he's complaining. So I think not only do you have to couple it with you know, some, some words that are really going to work at that point for him, you got to use your hands too and be a little bit more forceful with him, letting him know, I'll talk to you in a moment. I have to go report this foul. If you would like, you can go speak about that play, but you got to just shut that. You got to shut him down right away. Sure. That's where I want to see you really run the game there. Um, Oh, this is 10427. Yep. You walk, you walk up to the player who, who has the ball and you snatch it from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want a player snatching the ball from you? Absolutely not. Absolutely so this is just not. kind of what I referred to of, of you. Remember when you kind of ran up on the player uh, early and I was like, yeah, you look like a, you want to play defense on him. So yeah. I was actually a little surprised that you went and snatched the ball. I, I laughed. I thought it was pretty funny. But that's not something I don't think we should do. It, it doesn't Absolutely. look good on film. I think it was one of those situations of, I think, you know, trying to keep the game as far as we're going. We know we're in the bonus. We know we're going to be shooting, so let's get lined up. And he, I, I want to say we um, asked for the ball two or three times, and he was still talking to his teammates. And so it was, I mean, I, again, I still, like I said, I think that's why I went up to grab it. Um, and obviously I still shouldn't have snatched it. Obviously I understand that. And I think that's why, though. I came up rather than just, you know, allowing him to obviously give us the ball. Okay. So yell at him. Yeah. Just just yell at him. Hey, number 34. It's the third time I've asked you. You know, just get a little more forceful with your words. Just be a little bit more authoritative. Or say something quick that's going to catch his attention in that moment. You know, like this is all communication is all contextual. Mm -hmm. Um, Each game for each player, for each coach. You know, we like to have guidelines that can carry us through and transfer to each game. And there are definitely guidelines to follow, but everybody is different. You got to respect everybody the same, but you mm-hmm. can't talk to everybody the same. So keep that in mind. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 113, uh, great court coverage here. Stepping down on that pull-up jump shot that we talked about. Three-point mechanics look clean. 118, it's, no, it's unnecessary to run in here after the held ball. Run yeah. in for a potential fight. We don't want to look like a rookie cop coming on the scene when we have a simple hell ball violation. Yeah. Plus, you're out of primary, too. There's a The trail is sitting right in front of that play. Mm-hmm. So, again, mm-hmm. I see that, and I'm just like, all right, you're a little jumpy. You're a little, little anxious out there. I want you to just calm it down a little bit. Okay. 
119, did you like this call on film? You came pretty far out of your primary to take this foul. It's tough to see what you called, but the biggest red flag for me was kind of the overselling of the call on the spot. Yeah. Double fist pumping. That double uh-huh. fist or the triple <clears throat> fist pumping foul. Talk to me about that one. I think in the moment for me, it just felt, and again, I guess, okay, this is me in the game setting. I was thinking in the moment, I felt like it needed to be called um, from my angle and what I was, what I saw. Um, obviously, looking at film, it's not nearly as bad as I saw it live. It, um, it never at, is. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was one of those things I know one of my partners did say he thanked me. And I can't remember if it was a little bit after this or later in the game or, you know, I guess I guess he either said something to me, you know, right after we had that or uh, in our post game. But obviously now seeing it on film, like I said, I it was definitely a reach considering there wasn't nearly as much contact as, you know, kind of as I saw live. And I think that's why the fact that I did come out of my primary um, and that's probably why I did have the double whistle, um, obviously. Um, Probably not necessary. Okay. okay. And you presented a push, and I mm-hmm. think this was a hit. And this okay. is another example of you. This was your more, your most forceful signal of the game. It was just yep. a thunderous hit call. So let's rewind. So basically, I'm seeing an official come out of primary, coming out hard, selling it, selling it, selling it, takes it to the table. Didn't look like you reported the correct uh, type of foul. And then a, like a really hard hit. So it's just like a combination of all these things. It's just not fitting. It's just not okay. fitting the contact. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and again, you're bringing a little bit more attention to yourself there with, with you know, being loud at the table. Uh, I'm not saying there's a great way to report any incorrect call, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah kinda, for sure. Yeah. I, I guess just kind of keep it simple then. Yeah. It's funny. I was, there were seven seconds left in the game and I was about to turn it off. And I said, <laughs> nope, I, no, I can't turn it off. I'm watching these whole games. Yeah, and uh, it's a good thing I did it. So last play of the game, we have a double whistle. Whose primary you think it was? Trail. Okay, so you came out again with a hard, with a hard punch. Looks looks great, bro. Looks really good. It just doesn't fit that moment. Sure. You know, and you had a double whistle too, right? And if you notice, he he prelimed as well. Yes. So we can't have two guys preliming at the same time. Absolutely. I want you to have that game awareness where you feel his call, you feel his whistle, and then that Mm -hmm. you just stay in that post position. Yes. You know, so then you come all the way out to report the foul too. You could have also gave it up to him there because you guys both had it, and then you kind of get in the way of the player, and now we have to give a technical foul. So it's a really Mm -hmm. loud play. What did he say to you? He bumped me. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, It was one of those. It wasn't like he was – he walked in my path, more or less, like as I'm – you know, because he was a, a solid – I mean, there was – we'll say – I mean, I'm not sure how close he was to the sideline, but he kind of took a step and a half towards me as I'm coming to report um, and made contact with me, and that's why um, I issued the technical foul. Okay, so a player makes contact with the official. Did we think ejection there? In my, I think in the moment, I was thinking this is just a technical foul. I do, I was aware that there was like three seconds left in the game, um, and I was thinking, I don't know if it. I mean, 
by rule, contact with official, you know, ejection. Um, and I thought the fact that he didn't necessarily try to go through me, it was more of just kind of nudge. I mean, that's kind of my thought process and the fact that there was only, you know, there was three seconds left. Um, and that did cross my mind. Uh, and I, I thought more of it, obviously, after I issued just the, the single tech, the done sporting. Okay. So just, just in retrospect, a couple changes maybe we can make there. Number one, don't have a whistle on that play, right? Absolutely, yes. Number two, if you have a whistle, just stop the clock and hold. Mm-hmm. Number three, if we have a whistle on a double whistle, give it up to your partner because it's his primary. Sure. Uh, and then number four, don't report it because now all of a sudden we're, we're, we've broken into jail and now we're given a technical foul. Maybe if you don't report it, we don't have that technical foul. So just back to basics, just doing the, the basic things is going to keep us out of trouble. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, man, that's that's what I had. Those are uh, I thought there were some really good plays to talk about. We all can learn from it. I'm learning as I'm talking to you now. You know, hopefully you're doing the same. I was able to follow, you know, with the stamps um, and, it, you know, gave me another look or another chance to look at it again. Because I think I had watched this film maybe twice, you know, send before even sending it to you. And so um, but no, I, I thought that it was very helpful just to kind of see and again to watch it, you know, even more. So. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. Serve the game.